0: Welcome to the MKG podcast, that's Magical Knife Goals, uh, if you're keeping track. So today, uh, my dear friend, Dr. Catherine Strickson has, has come to me with a subject that I am enthusiastic to discuss. Can you take it from here, my dear sweet cat?
1: Oh, thank you. That was so professional. Yeah, yeah hello.
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> I am Dr. Catherine. I am a, not a surgeon, but um, I want to hear, come here and talk about surgeries because I am a trans person. You're a trans person. Um, occasionally we get—I know oh it was shock. Um, occasionally I you we get. You doubt me like that? I'm so, I'm so sorry. I, I'm, you know, I—I—I—I I, I, I run my mouth. I've landed everyone in hot water. Please don't cancel me. Um, I'm also not a surgeon, which is a big problem um, for this one because we're not going to have any expert opinion. I'm a paleontologist by trade. Not helpful in any of this. There's no, no dinosaurs involved. But I have had a couple of surgeries, and I would like to get another one, and it's due to come in, like, September? (laughs) and um, Yeah, well, it would be if I had the money for it, so I'm going to have to get (laughs) a loan, so there we go. And that's the way that the British medical system is like, this system. Um, But I wanted to talk about this because, um, you know, it's a big part of a lot of trans people's lives. It's obviously not a part of all of it, but I feel like it sort of gets minimised and stuff, and a lot of people don't know the resources to talk about it, and obviously this is going to be quite a loose thing because that's what we've decided this is. But... Um, I did see a post today, um, a new study came out saying that facial feminization surgery um, is really good for mental health of trans women. And I hope that that's true because I'm going to get it later on this year. And um, I've had another couple of affirmative surgeries too and they've turned my life around. And I think that we should be able to talk about it and that there's a stigma against it and we should let that go. And, you know, it's your body. If you want to stick a magical knife into it and get some goals, you should be able to. Was that eloquent? No. Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) You're going to get your your face bones all moved around. Exactly. Is is what I'm hearing. Okay. Exactly. So so when people say FFS, um, like facial feminization surgery, um, it's a fascinating topic to me because there are so many things that go into it, like if people don't know briefly, just right up top here. like one of the common things that gets done is people have their brow ridge reshaped so that it is a they have a less like prominent brow and that involves like peeling your face off and breaking the bone off of your face and then refixing it and then like s- screwing it back on which is just like the most metal shit that I've ever heard in my <laughs> it's life. <so>
1: fucking metal. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it's incredible and then also they will uh shave down the jawbone to reshape it uh sometimes people get a nose job at the same time sometimes people will have their lip filled at the same time the trachea shave like people say ffs and it could refer to like five different procedures all happening at the same time with like incredible surgical skill and an eye for aesthetics that is just absolutely incredible like Human ingenuity has got us this far
1: it really is I like it is one of these things like just because people because you say it in one lump and I don't know if a lot of people like know what that entails but yeah it's like uh, getting a full suite of like plastic surgeries on you sometimes depending on what you get everyone can get different bits and pieces I mean what I'm gonna be going for is um I have like quite a not like a prominent brow bone but like it goes down quite far and it makes me look like I'm always sleepy um, so, well, and I also have quite, a, I lost, when I was on um, waiting for my HRT, um, I lost a little bit of my hairline. And a lot of people say they can't tell, but I can tell. Um, so what they're going to do, they peel the face down, it's like the Nicolas Cage movie, mm-hmm. and they're going to uh, shave down a bit of the brow bone, um, and then, like, sew it all back up. I'm going to get um, a little bit of lip stuff done too. Nothing on my chin for now. Um, but yeah, but these, these things can also like, add up to quite a lot. Um, so, like, if, even the ones that you don't pay a lot for, they don't pay a lot for, they don't get a whole lot done, it can run you quite a lot, and because it's considered, like, a cosmetic surgery, uh, I don't know if that, is that the right word? Anyway, yeah, uh, an yeah, elective cosmetic. surgery, yeah, 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 people consider it a cosmetic procedure, um, so it doesn't, it isn't covered in most places, like, even in the UK, I'm saying even in the UK now, in the UK, nothing's fucking covered, but even when we had all the stuff covered and it, uh, FFS was really hard to get, and now it's just impossible, mm-hmm and um like you probably have better chance of getting it in the US because there are certain large companies that cover it um but like obviously healthcare in the US is a big fucking problem all around and given how helpful it is for mental health and how many trans people it is the thing you want first of all this is a real big fucking problem like I've had like lower surgery which is covered on the NHS or at least was available to get a few years ago I haven't checked the recent stats and from what I can tell Um, for trans men it's really really hard it's basically like impossible to get like lower surgery now on the nhs i don't think
0: there are any more practicing bottom surgeons for men in the uk at this moment yeah
1: exactly they just never hired another one um but like i if i could have picked i would have gone for facial surgery first and i think a lot of people feel the same way because it's like it's the first thing people see about you and it's Mm -hmm. a lot of things that get us clocked and like it's one of these things like i don't I don't think Like, I don't think it's bad to look to look visibly trans. Obviously, um, I'm a very like I'm a big leftist. I think we should be able to be however we want to be, and we shouldn't be judged for it. Um, but a lot of people like myself sometimes like if you don't feel safe out of the world, you are being harassed, this stuff. Sometimes the stuff that you want would want later like, on, you want and I'd, I'd want anyway because I want those features changed. That becomes more urgent when you're sort of scared and you don't know what's happening. Like a lot of the state of the world right now, it makes me it does make me worry about stuff like that and getting it done now before everything sort of clamps down
0: yeah a lot Um, of people are like rushing their surgery plans a little bit like you know trans guys who were kind of on the fence about getting a hysterectomy are like oh well shit uh, i have to do that now Uh uh-huh
1: yeah yeah exactly like it's hard it's i feel like before like it sort of it felt like a more personal decision and like it's sort of as the sort of world cramps in around us And a lot of our personal decisions are getting sort of Taken away from us and the scope of what The personal can be is sort of being limited By increasingly authoritarian Regimes Maybe we should to consider Like in the time we have getting the stuff that we want Like I, And I think that's about all plastic surgery as well Not just trans surgery I think like in general a lot of people deny themselves these things because they're told it's vain or told like you oh sh- you shouldn't care about this and i know like when i talk about this people are like oh you don't need it and it's like well i don't i, I know i don't technically need it but like it would make me, me immeasurably happier and like um with like my like my boobs for example like when i had a, a good paying job very briefly like last year i got my boobs done and like th- that's the thing that i never thought i would have got done mm-hmm. but during the pandemic like, I, was, I had to look at myself every day and I was just by myself. And I was just like, I hate this. I really just, like, my life would be made measurably be better if I could just make this one change. And the one time in my life, I actually had the funds to do it. And I did it. And I've, like, the best decision I've ever made. Like, I'm so much happier. And I feel like a lot of people lock themselves out of that because they're f- afraid of being judged or afraid of, like, being considered, like, what people think of them for making, like, a big financial costly decision for themselves. But you're vain, people, you know? Yeah, but people don't talk that way when you buy, like, a nice fancy car or something. Like, that seemed like a normal thing to do. Or, like, a lot of big purchases that people consider normal. But, like, investing in yourself and, like, you have to live in this body every day. Like, that seems like a no-brainer to me. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I I want to circle back around in a moment to um, the concept that we're trying to rush our surgeries and people are, are going to say like, Oh, what do you mean? You're still going to have access. I want to touch on that again in a minute. Yeah. of um, course. Uh, I also wanted to point out that while I do think that the mental health effects within oneself are really important. Like I, I figured out that I didn't want top surgery because of the pandemic where I didn't have to be around other people. And I realized that it was the social pressure of like my chest being visible, making people automatically think oh, you're female, like you're a girl, I'm now going to treat you like a woman. Like the social dysphoria aspect made that worse for me. Um, So that like is a really good marker for whether you internally need your own, your own dysphoria alleviated through surgery.
1: Uh, 100%.
0: I also think that it is something people perhaps don't consider very much in this discussion that with FFS in particular, like people think, oh, it's vain, it's cosmetic. uh, You're doing this for frivolous superficial reasons or like oh just because it'll make you feel better dah, 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 whatever like everybody wishes they could get a nose job whatever like th- the actual situation is that it's harder for you to get a job than it would be if you had FFS like it is objectively more difficult for you to function safely in the world if you are easily clockable and that is obviously going to have a huge impact on the mental health if you If you get harassed in public because you're clockable, that's going to negatively impact your mental health. If you are homeless because you are underemployed, like you have to do survival sex work because nobody wants you to stand at the counter of their business, you know, like that is going to have like a pretty serious material impact on your life. And I just wish that people could process that part and maybe pay a little bit of attention to the fact that like our community is dramatically marginalized and we we make these choices for survival. I know someone who got voice masculinization surgery like 2 or 3 years ago because it was causing such a disruption in his life that he looked so masculine but his voice was really high and like he could see it in real time as people like changed how they thought about him after he spoke and he was like I don't want this but I need to have it for social reasons basically. Um, which is unfortunate I, I you know I don't think we should yeah, have I've, to live with those I definitely pressures.
1: noticed that with the the code switching and stuff, especially with voice stuff, like if you're not put, sometimes if I don't put any effort into your voice, you do notice the way people treat you like switches over. Mm-hmm. it's such a strong indicator that people don't even think about,
0: yeah, and i uh I do also want to cover just because I know that people are going to be skeptical of uh oh well, you're an adult, if anybody can get a boob job, then. Trans women are going to still be able to get boob jobs. It doesn't matter. Whatever. But in my country, at least, so for in your country, you have the NHS, and they've kind of just gradually changed the way that they do things in the NHS to where, like, effectively, you all are being denied health care systematically in a roundabout way where they are not directly saying trans people shouldn't have access to this care. They're just in practice, making it basically impossible to do it without going private. Um, in my country, we are seeing a, an incredibly sweeping attempt to restrict the rights of transgender people, which starts with like a youth ban. Oh, you can't put children on puberty blockers because whatever reasons. Um, at the same time that that's happening, uh, people are proposing a law that says youths up to age 25 was one that uh, I think ended up fizzling out, but in a state adjacent to where I live uh, and where some of my beloved family members live, uh, including a trans person, they were trying to make it illegal up to age 25. And as well, you have uh, certain states which are now making it not covered on uh, Medicaid, which is basically like the public health insurance that we have—that's paltry in comparison to socialized medicine—is
1: that the one that you only get when you're like at a certain poverty level, or is that the one for old people? Uh, Medicaid is the one for
0: poverty level, and uh, okay. it's not even just poverty. Like uh, I, in my state, if I'm if I don't have like a disability diagnosis or children, it's not possible to qualify, no matter what how like how low your income is. Yeah, and then they can just say like. In Florida is where they're trying to. I think that they have effectively changed the policy. They're citing all of this really bad medical information, like these bad studies that say essentially the opposite of what all of the actual science says, which is that you know transition healthcare is good for people in the long term. They're citing all of this bad science and claiming that there is no benefit. Um, perhaps claiming, perhaps looking at studies where like they're still looking at the social impact of being trans in an unaccepting Southern environment. Um, uh, But because they're saying it doesn't have any benefit, they're like, well, we don't have to cover it on the public health service. So they're finding ways to make it impossible. And also increasingly, the rhetoric is actually attacking adults transitioning, like Jordan B. Peterson. I don't know if you said, did you see the tweets from JBP this past week?
1: I, I've not seen his tweets. The last thing I saw was his, was those, was those videos that were going viral. I don't, I've blocked him intentionally.
0: (laughs) Okay, no, that's fair. Uh, I mean, he was talking about Elliot Page and calling the surgeon that gave him top surgery. Yeah, they were, he was like, the guy who gave, uh, Elliot Page top surgery is a criminal, and and then he yeah. goes on to say, like, just because something is legal doesn't mean it's not criminal. That's a thing he actually said. I think it's hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> that
1: sounds like something that one of our old prime ministers once said. That yeah. sounds real bad shit. That's the way he was talking about it as well. It was it sort of like, it really gives away some of their worldview. Like, he's talking about it like anyone who's, like, assigned female at birth is sort of like, their bodies belong to the public. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sort of like, look what they've taken from you. It's like, it's his body. Like... What's like if he gets if he gets top surgery? What's like what we what were you planning to do with that chest? Like I don't know what is. This?
0: It's like when the lesbians are like they've took they took one from us. Like did you really think you had a shot?
1: <laughs> it is quite funny. I mean, like to be honest with those with those people, genuinely, they're like political lesbians anyway in this country where they're just actually just married to men and have kids and stuff, and they're just larping mm-hmm. but you know i mean maybe that's maybe that's crass of me to say maybe i'll have to walk that back um <laughs> but no it's it's it, it's it's true but like i mean half of this stuff is just because they don't actually care about the science and they'll just make up whatever shit it needs to be to justify their worldview now mm-hmm. like they're not going to stop until the cross-dressing laws are back and stuff like that until it's like three articles of the same gender clothing and stuff and even then they won't stop because you know their their plan and they're putting it into effect now is just theocracy mm-hmm. And I'm very scared for you guys. I mean, this country's going to shit, but it's going to shit in a secular way, which I'm not sure how much better that is. But at least then, like, there's some flexibility around which of us get fucked over. Whereas I think they've signposted where they're coming for, like, the last 50 years, and I'm just aghast at how little's being done.
0: Yeah, it's a scary time to be... I think it's weird how many Western countries... Uh, are doing this right now um going anti trans and restricting like p- having the stochastic terrorism aspect like I think that's increasingly common because even in Norway, there was
1: a shooting at a gay bar wasn't there recently mm, yeah that's true I mean we have a worldwide culture it's hard to separate it from it, and like it's, like, a lot of these things, like, you know, it's very tempting to see the US as being the origin point of it, but it's not necessarily true. It's just because as the global hedge on and as, sort of, like, the country got the cultural victory over the rest of the world, once they take something on, it gets exported very far For and wide. <laughs> but, like, but you see, like, something like Trump is, like, very similar to someone like Berlusconi from Italy, um, sort of, like, very cr- crime-ridden, unpopular, but impossible-to-get-rid-of president who everyone thinks is outrageous, sex-pest, all this stuff... Um, but when Trump comes in that like, sort of the world's like oh well this is the direction we're going we can all go with this and I think a lot of like American culture where this the sort of the holes that are coming that are sort of forming in the fabric of American society getting exported a little bit elsewhere because just because the cultural impact is so huge but also because like America's sort of still in charge of everywhere and when the holes start in you know the, in the imperial core you know that there's going to start fraying around the edges too I mean
0: I mean, I mean was shot will. last with
1: the other day, like with a homemade gun. Like there's a lot of shit happening right now, and that's, that's right. not nothing to do with America. It's the whole system is collapsing. But I mean, I mean, <sighs> in in a way, it's sort of like this the, because like America's got this sort of lead about social issues where they sort of can put pressure on other countries to do it. I know they haven't been doing a lot of this recently, and a lot of the way that they say they're doing it is exaggerated, and they like to praise themselves more m- for it more than they should. But I feel like a lot of countries, like with America and some EU you countries like Hungary and Poland, starting to really crack down on queer people, it's a lot easier for countries that always want to do that anyway, to really start making a move on it.
0: Yeah, I am I don't know how many other countries have this wonderful system, but we have what are called trigger laws in various states in this country. So for example, when Roe versus Wade, the Supreme court case, which established that our right to privacy includes our right to medical privacy from the government. Um, when they repealed that, they also, uh, Oh God, I just had an ADHD brain. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to follow it. They, have, one of the interesting things about it was that they cited other cases that would also need review like the they explicitly named the contraception case, the gay marriage case and the uh, basically the sodomy protections. So uh, in the States where uh, they were, uh, they were against abortion, like they had trigger laws in place that as soon as Roe v. Wade was repealed, it immediately became illegal to do abortions past a certain date. Like they literally had legislation that, They already passed that couldn't be enforced because of the federal law. And in plenty of places, there are old sodomy laws, for example, that aren't, you know, enforced and perhaps weren't even being enforced when that Supreme Court case that protected your right to sexual privacy came through. But like, there are going to be places where if that case gets revisited and repealed, because the point is that our constitution doesn't actually say right to privacy your right to liberty was interpreted to include a right to privacy so we're potentially going to lose all right to privacy basically um but yeah the trigger laws for like sodomy could also just hit immediately and it seems like that's kind of the direction we're gonna go i don't know how many other countries have that system
1: I've, I mean, I don't think we have it here, but I'm like, I mean, to be fair, UK constitution is a fucking mess. Yeah, true. Like, who knows what the fuck is happening. I like, we have no official written constitution. It's just precedent on top of precedent on top of precedent. Exactly, And it seems like though. a lot of those, yeah. But then, like, a lot I mean, like, we, you borrowed a lot of that from us. Yeah. But then we have a lot of this stuff, like, with the stuff with Boris Johnson being ousted recently. It turns out a lot of, like, the conventions on how stuff works is just based on the good old boys club of just trusting the conventions, and when Boris Johnson turns around and everyone says, like, well, it's your time to resign, he can just tell them to fuck off, and they can't really do much about it. Like, until, like, it had, like, 60 ministers resign, I think, at the end? Like, it was quite a large number. The point where he, like, have, he would have had to pull, like, a, ca- a, cabinet, a working cabinet together with, like, two pieces of string and Nadine Doris. Oh, like, yeah, the government point, just
0: c- imploded, basically, right? Like, that's essentially what happened? <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I mean they were waiting. They'd been waiting to do it for a while, and they had that confidence vote, and they could have voted him out a couple of weeks ago. But then they had like a local elections result, basically, and because they're the holders this whole test to see whether he's still electable. Because the only reason they got him in him in the first place is because we had a dangerous socialist Jeremy Corbyn, who was um, R.I.P. to a, to a king, mm-hmm. um, and who they couldn't they, they couldn't work out a way to combat him. And the, perhaps from the far right, so they basically got Johnson in, who was like the only popular Tory. And then they just brought him in and they're like well when we've used him we can stab him in the back but they didn't know they, they still needed him to be popular and then they did this election and it turned out he was shit and everyone hates him so they're like okay knives out um but they don't really have, they used up the one formal process they got to do that they're on about changing the rules so they could do it it's just all this stuff like it's such social constructs on top of social constructs and all of this stuff that has it all these things have in common is so it they feel like they thought we've all? They gave us the impression that they're stable for so long, but anyone who just decides that don't want to fuck with it can just not fuck with it, and like it seems like. And this is my primary thing, like that I'm scared of right now, especially with Biden being in charge and stuff. Is because he's not willing to do anything mm-hmm. that would be like against the rules and huge scare quotes. But everyone else. Is doing it like no one else is paying attention so they're sitting there like i'm going like oh no you can't do that while the world's being burnt in front of them and like i feel like that's happening at a lot of places like a lot of people are sort of playing like oh no we're the good ones like our current labor party right now who full disclosure i used to work for for like six months Mm -hmm. um they're now their whole thing now is they've gone away from being like left-wing because oh too popular um and now they're just sitting there being like oh well We're not Boris Johnson. We like the rules. And it's like, oh, well, well, great election pitch. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The the liberal parties.
0: It's like the liberal institution itself is vulnerable to fascism. That's like what the danger is with both of our countries' systems. And like it's, you know, the U.S. based its system off of British systems of government. And like, yeah, it's a terrible system built on a bunch of precedents and assumptions that people will in good faith like follow the rules and it's weird how fascists like don't care about the rules or they'll like bend them a whole bunch and then yeah. what,
1: liberals what, what, are what? like but we can't do that that would make us as bad as them right but this is what like pisses me off because it's such like it's just such the 1930s over over and again like any of these people like bother to read a fucking book they'd know what happens <laughs> like if you've good like the history of like like germany and like the weimar years and sort of the way that there was almost the leftist revolution in there, and it got sort of put down because the SDP was like nominally a centre left party, like shot Rosa Luxemburg and Karl Liebknecht in the back of a fucking van. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're meant to be the left party, and like this is like again and again, these people are like, oh no, we're on, we're progressive, we're progressive, and then as soon as there's a chance for like anything like remotely like any 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 dangerous someone being further to the left of them that's what they care about more than taking down the right and like they used the fry to do that which became a huge, which became integrated into like the fucking wehrmacht like all of these tools are there and like you can see the patterns over and over again and like the idea that these people are just doing i mean at this point i think they must know what they're doing but like it's it's really hard to watch especially because like bodily autonomy is just such such a such a thing that we take for granted as being this thing that we've always had and we really haven't, no. especially for, like, women and, like, a- like other AFAB people and stuff. Like, like so many so many of the things we take for granted are, like, are so young. And, like, we sort of, because we've sort of grown up, like, in, the, in a lot of us in, and, and, like, the later years, and we haven't had a lot of social control or whatever, it's very easy to have this whiggish view of history where things just get better and better and better. But, mm. like... We've just been... That's just growing up in the shadow of the Cold War... And, like, the end of the Cold War... Sort of this period of unprecedented stability... For most of human history... History isn't linear... And I... This this fucking cursed idea that... You know, every protection we have... Will be fine... And we don't need to fight for It's just obviously... Patently fucking false... And, like with the like the like with abortion in this country like we haven't codified that into law in England and everyone's just like people talking about it like it's oh no that would never happen over here it's like well that's what they said in the US mm. and like people in Northern Ireland still had to go to England to get abortions up until um, pretty recently right well no so right so in 2019 when there wasn't a government in Northern Ireland there's a whole complicated thing about the peace process there yeah. um, we made it like the westminster which is the seat of government in the UK made it legal to get abortions in Northern Ireland now this is all like amazing great stuff but then no one opened any abortion clinics mm. and so they still couldn't do it and so people are still coming to Liverpool where I live to get abortions or going down to the Republic um, and if you're like you know if you're a poor single mum in like Belfast or something you you might not be able to afford to take the what, however meant quid it cost to go to like Dublin or Liverpool or Manchester or wherever um and, like, this is in the UK, where we think we're so, like, fucking... Like, a lot of people in Western Europe, especially, I feel like look at the US and go, like, oh, we're not like those silly yanks. We have all these protections. We're not like them. And it's like, mate, you're not that different. And I think it's the same everywhere. Like, Canada likes to think it's all evolved and stuff, but it's basically diet US. And, like, the I mean, UK really? is... The UK is basically a vassal state of the US, as are a lot of places, to be honest, but... I think a lot of people overestimate the stability of their country until it's too late. And this is another thing that worries me about all this. It's because if you look at the history of like how civil wars get started, in places where it breaks out, people don't see it coming. And I feel like a lot of people seem to think that unless it looks like things are about to go down, things aren't going to go down. It's like, that's not how it works. Like, there's increasing increasing... St- like, you-, you can't keep eroding at people's liberties like this and just expect there to not be a fight. And that really fucking sucks because I would really like to have like a nice, normal, sane life where I get happy things, and not have to be out in the street like demanding shit. I don't know. Like this whole like this whole surgery thing is caught up with a bodily autonomy thing, and like I think a lot of people a lot of people waking up to this now, but especially in the U in the U S and stuff where these attacks are happening on trans people, they're not just coming for trans people. They're coming for bodily autonomy in general, and so obviously they went after Roe v Wade next. And like th- all of this stuff is all connected. Like, if you care about abortion rights, you've got to care about trans people, and vice versa. And I do think mostly, mostly trans people do care about abortion rights. Um, but trans I do women think are some a lot- of the most vocal people about it. Honestly, right? Yeah, exactly. But I know there's a big cohort, especially in this country, of like a middle aged, ma- mainly columnists and stuff. For our major newspapers that are thinking like oh well it'll be fine we'll stop here we're basically running running it right now and they're palling up to people like matt walsh who's like a literal proud fascist yeah, and it's matt just walsh. he's pain.
0: actually like i yeah i'm a neo-fascist that's what i am
1: yeah and then jk Rowling was on there like um piling around with him the other day and it's like jesus christ no one is like even bothering to look but i don't expect much from this country to be honest yeah. Maybe we should, Maybe I should leave as well. Maybe we'll all leave our countries. Maybe we should do like a big swap, like musical chairs, but with countries. Yeah, everyone will end up somewhere else.
0: <laughs> There's just nowhere that's like a good place to go. I'm like, yeah, like Canada is marginally better because they have socialized medicine. Like, I would probably be able to get my teeth cleaned twice a year, like I'm supposed to, if I lived in Canada. Um, but um, like, what do you do when the fascism starts? creep up there too you know like the main reason i want to go to canada at least as my first step is because i own my car and i would like to keep it like i i appreciate that i have a place to sleep if all else fails you know um so yeah but like what do you do when the fascism catches up to you but like you're you're absolutely correct about like people first of all the civil war thing is i was just reading a person who is a historian in the civil wars generally saying that like basically the u.s is on the cusp of one uh but also on stream recently um on my channel we were looking over the 10 stages of genocide as presented by the holocaust memorial day trust um based on the research by dr dr gregory uh stanton i believe and you know if you look through each of the stages and it doesn't technically have to go chronologically in this order um uh but it's sort of a es- it's in a sort of escalating severity if you're if you're like looking through the travel of it and you know it starts out with like stereotyping you know pretty simple stuff and like making sure that the group is readily identifiable like the Nazis did with the star like that was pretty early on in the thing and like i went through this whole list and i demonstrated that we were clearing in the United States that we were clearing each of these requirements and I had examples um and I've thought of even more examples since then like I didn't even mention that m- making sure you're visible as trans like not only is it denial of hormones going to make you more visibly trans which I said in the video but I later thought like oh you know what they also like when they, whenever they make l- like restrictions about us changing our ID That's another way to make sure that we're visible. Or in some states have presented the idea of uh, instead of amending your birth sex, which is what we usually do on our birth certificate, they were like, we would need to, we want to make two separate markers. One is your gender marker and one is your sex marker. And we want to make it to where you can change your gender marker, but you can never change your sex marker. So you would always be visible. So we went through this whole thing and found out that we are literally, literally one step short of just camps, like camps. And then the the next step after camps is like everybody in the camps gets put to death. You know, like uh, step number seven includes the camps and um, expropriation of property. Like we're right there. We're at that point where politicians are saying that we are dangerous and that gun owners should be willing to protect their children from the trans agenda um like sitting representatives of the federal government so i i pointed out that people like in nazi germany for example who weren't necessarily aware of how bad it was because of the lack of access to information at the time like they got dragged out of their homes because they still felt safe in their homes and if you're not paying attention like you will end up in a situation where things are way more serious than you gave it credit for (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it's like the it's like the frog in the boiling pot of water, right? You can just get in the water, and when it, gets, it starts to get warmer, you're like, oh, well, this, is, this isn't too bad. It's going to come down at some point. But when the water gets too hot, you won't notice you're already boiled. You've been in there for the whole time. Mm-hmm.
0: But I'm like, I'm alert. I'm like, I, I can, like, sense the danger. Like, I can taste it in the air. Even though I live in a relatively liberal place, like, I, I'm still like, oh, no, the country is going in a bad direction and i'm like i need to get out of. like by this time next year i don't want to be in this country anymore
1: a hundred percent this the weirdest thing is that this is happening under a democratic president congress and senate yeah. like how much worse is it when this gets flipped and the people who are actively calling for for your for our people the heads of people like us are like actually have more institutional power than they already do because by default they already have more institutional power because the system's rigged in their favor and the Democrats have no wish to change that. Mm-hmm. Like when they actually get the ex- like the executive back or the the Senate the Senate and Congress back, which is much more likely in the next six months, mm-hmm. um, like they're going to have a lot of sweeping powers to do things. And but from like Biden's response to the abortion thing recently, where he was basically saying like, "Oh, this isn't we're not cawtoeing to so we're not Kyle-towing to the extreme left position." And it's like, are you fucking joking? Like, these people, they're not prepared for this at all. And, like, I mean, I, d- I don't know how it's going to go down. Um, obviously, like, I care a lot about America. I've got friends in America, obviously. I've got, like, family there. I, my, my, I mean, things are bad over here, but Jesus fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. And obviously affects all of us. And, like, I, I don't really know how to, even, how to even think about it. Like, when there were protests straight after all that stuff... Like, well, after the Roe v. Wade decision, when the protests kicked off, I really thought they'd last longer than they did. And I don't know what to think about that. Because you all have militarized police everywhere. I sort of get it. Like, it's very hard to do what they did in Sri Lanka and just sort of, like, storm into the fucking White House and tell them to fuck off.
0: <laughs> I um, guess not if you're um, trying to do a coup on January 6th.
1: Then <laughs> well, it's not very if you easy. Have the of, yeah, not if you have the backing of the actual president. That's a big different thing. That's like an internal coup. <laughs> True. Um, but, like... Like the, like I, I don't know what it takes or how 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 to fight it at a certain point, but we need to stand strong and know that we are for it. And like uh, I don't know. I think I think a lot of people don't realize how far reaching this stuff is, and like if you haven't thought about your bodily autonomy being in danger, especially if you' like if you're like a cis guy who's never had to think about that sort of thing, think about the sort of privacy things that you really appreciate. And the sort of like life you, you were in, the, the, the parts of life that you take for granted because the state doesn't get to just decide what to do with your fucking body. Like, there are things that they could do to you. I mean, they might not. They're likely less likely to do it to you than other people, but, you know, why would you open up for the danger here? And I'm not saying that you are, dear stranger who I've made up. Um, but it's possible, and we should be thinking about that, and we should be thinking about the implications of these things rather than being like, oh, well, this isn't happening to me. Yeah. Um, not that I want to encourage, like, blackpilling of, like, everyone, but I think we're all on the same page there right now anyway, so it's not really going to make much of a difference at this point. <laughs> I feel like there's a—I
0: guess there's sort of a difference to me between being blackpilled and, and like, being informed and making appropriate, proportionate decisions. Like, I'm not scared, to be completely honest, about this. I mean, like, I'm scared— Of the possibility that i will receive some violence in my actual life you know like i i'm gonna take steps to try to prevent curb that whatever um mostly like i don't i don't feel like i need to be scared in order to know that my lifespan will be shortened if i remain in this country or like i mean even if it's not something directly trans related if it's just generally i have generally chronic health problems and I don't really know what specifically it is. And because of American healthcare, like I could be dying slowly of cancer right now and wouldn't, and not like, not know, um, uh, I don't have to be scared in order to move with caution and to know that like objectively things are dangerous and that something needs to be done. And then like, I have not gone to any, any protests, even, even when we were doing the BLM George Floyd protests a couple years ago because I am at greater risk than the average white person for state violence. And like, what's gonna to happen to me if I get arrested? If they check my ID and it says that it's M, but I'm not wearing a binder and they can tell I have boobs, like what are they going to do to me? I don't know. Uh so my my strategy on it is like, nah, I'm out. And that's just me. I respect people who are like, I will stay and fight and be a martyr and shit. Like as a queer person, I would definitely recommend just leaving. Um, If you're in a position of relative power, like especially like if you're a white male, you should be willing to do some direct action because you are like the statistically least likely to be harmed by any of these things. I will say with regards to like the bodily autonomy thing you were mentioning and like having the government force things on you and right to privacy shit like the government of my country has already historically for example given men of color vasectomies against their consent like as as part of criminal punishment proceedings and stuff like that um and like forcibly sterilizing women as well specifically women of color but like yeah like when attacks on bodily autonomy happen they can affect a larger number of people than you think. Like, if you're if you, oh, you're like, oh, I'm a white man, I'm safe from that, like, are you fucking Jewish? Because if you're Jewish, they might not consider you white enough to allow you to have the long-term decisions to have children, you know? You, you can be considered undesirable for other reasons.
1: Yeah, and also, like, there's... I mean, every person I want... I should have brought this up earlier, but, like, it disabled people... You're at a big risk, too, especially with no health care and stuff, and like anyone can become disabled at any point, like, especially now if, Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. like we don't know the effects of long, of long COVID or any of this stuff that's happening, or like the increased risk of gun violence right now, and like you know it, it's there's always a risk, like even if you as you you are now, like if you became disabled, would you be safe in this country? Would you be able to afford like the health care you need? Um, probably not? Um, i I mean a lot part of this to get down to like the concept of like social murder, which i 'm going to make a video on at some mm-hmm. point um, or just this idea like I think it was like an Engels thing that um that the, that the upper classes do to the poor where they intentionally just basically just don 't give the poor what they need to survive and just kill them off that way and I feel like a lot of that is that a lot of the policies in the u s especially in the south and a lot of the ones that are controlled by Republicans. And especially in regards to disabled people, it is happening. Like a lot of like the, what the, with the thing with the price of insulin and stuff. Like if you're mm-hmm. type one, if you've got type one diabetes, like it's incredibly difficult to get the insulin you need in America. And like a lot of conditions like that, and like they're just—it's just designed to kill the poor when they have certain conditions. And like that's not an exaggeration; that's just fucking true. And like there's a lot of this knock-on effects of like austerity and like the decades of austerity since the Thatcher and Reagan era, mm-hmm. and they haven't gone away. And I think that's a lot of the reason why everything's kicking off everywhere right now because we've had that all over the world. Um, but like everywhere, if you got—if you've not got money—is becoming—is becoming very. Like that, and especially if you're disabled and then you, that, that your whole life that gives you extra costs just because of who you are, like trans people and the way like a lot of the tra- like trans people are medicalized, because a lot of us need medical care if you're medically transitioning, mm. you are dependent on that. If you're like me and you need like medical care for like mental stuff as well as trans stuff, you are reliant on both having a medical system that accepts trans health and mental health as valid, two things that are very that are dismissed a lot by like conservatives, and um often attacked and stigmatized because it doesn't fit their worldview like you could be even if you think you're the most healthy person in the world if you figure out you're depressed and you find like a medication that saves your that saves your life basically you could the government could like this state could turn around and say well that's not natural you can you can fuck off like it's a lot far it's quite wide reaching and i don't mean to like just exaggerate the scope of this further and further and further but i do think you have to consider the, yourself within the context of the society. You're not on island. You have. You're part of a society that is systematically designed to, you know, trim off the bottom one, the bottom however many percent, and you know you're much closer. Even if you are like fairly affluent, you're much closer to being homeless than you are to being a billionaire. Like you're you you're not safe from that bottom rung. We should be fighting for each of us.
0: Yeah. And I do want to say, like, it is not catastrophizing at all to suggest that more and more people are going to be catching bad waves from this, basically. Like, you know, you say disabled people and like the potential for anyone to become disabled and all that, like the actual reality of the progression of fascism is that the circle of acceptable people gets smaller and smaller, you know, like. Hitler will tolerate a gay man working in his, in, in, as his close companion, you know, up into a certain point. And then that guy gets the wall, you know, like exactly. Yeah. So, um, it, it's absolutely tracks with history that the groups get smaller and smaller and there absolutely is stigmatization of just mental illness on its own. Even if you're not otherwise disabled, if you take antidepressants, well, you know what they say every single goddamn time there's a mass shooting in my country, they say, oh, this poor loner needed a therapist. Um, So, But at the same time, we have had a couple mass shootings recently where they will cite that this person was on antidepressants and that might have been a contributing factor. So like having mental health issues at all is going to be something that is considered an undesirable trait. And Trans people are being conflated as having a mental disorder and as being pedophiles. Like, basically, the groups, the group of pedophiles, trans and gay people, and mentally ill people are just like slowly being conglomerized.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Venn diagram slowly becomes a circle. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, dear. You know, this was supposed, be, was supposed to be talking about plastic surgery, I guess. It's just, it all goes into bodily autonomy. And it's just one of these things that's been. Uh, So, so on the front of, I think, both of our minds and the minds of a lot of people right now. Like, it's hard to talk about anything that involves, like, self-control of your body, exercising... exercising your control of your body without getting into the current wave of things, trying to take them away. And this isn't just a US issue and stuff. There's a problem, like, Poland as well. Um, Like, within the EU, and the EU isn't doing a lot of things to stop it. One of the premises of the European Union and one of the things that a lot of us like about it... Um, I say that as if I'm still in it, RIP Um, was that like it sort of has checks on some of the most extreme elements of some countries and um, but they're not, it turns out the same thing we were talking about earlier, they're not willing to necessarily enforce that Um, and that's really scary that's that's really scary Um, but if you can you should do what makes you happier I think you can't let the world suffocating you stop you if you have the energy to make moves that will improve your life. Um, I think that's maybe maybe I should stop mentioning the black pill so much because it's not necessarily what I'm talking about but like I think it is tempting with all this stuff to be like oh well what's the point in me doing any of this? Um, the point is that you still while you still have s- some autonomy. There's no reason for you not to use it to help yourself out or to move yourself into an area where you feel safer, if you are able to do so or help other people that don't feel like that way like, there's no, it's very it's easier to it's not even, I don't know it's easier to give up it feels easier to give up, but it won't be easier on you in the long term and I think helping yourself and helping other people is ultimately more fulfilling and you will feel better for it um, and I say that as a, from a position of privilege, I suppose. Um, but also as someone who would like to help in any way I can. And so, you know, if you just need someone to chat, give drop me an email. I don't know, like, whatever. Like, I, I will help in any way I can. A lot of people feel that way. A lot of people are struggling, I think, right now to sort of... They want to help out everywhere. Because everything's popping off at once and people don't know what to do. But if you want to and feel the need to reach out to anyone, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, there's, there's, some, there's some bad stuff that can happen. But, like, if you trust these people or, like, whatever, you just need a friend or whatever, you know, you need, we need, we need community to reach out to. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm rambling. But I'm I mean, trying to rein, rein this off into, like, a place that's not, like, Doomer-ish.
0: I, I completely understand like what you're getting at. and And, like, this is something that I've been trying to hammer home in my content as well like especially because I do live events that have like a captive audience and I can be like hey listen y'all like you need to be taking care of yourself and like you need to be building relationships like rolling over and dying i guess is is an option if you want to take it and maybe it's just cuz i've been through a good amount of therapy at this point but like there is in me like a really strong drive to live and live well like I will fucking like literally I will live a good life and and this country will take it away from me like over my actual dead body you know like and and I I think that I want to try to encourage people at least partially by example to like make those positive steps like I am making a point to exercise on a regular basis and you know if nothing else you have control over your body in that way of like if you want to be stronger you can be stronger you can eat better uh if you have access like to fresh vegetables that's a good that's a good start um <laughs> taking care of your body and your your mind and taking time for your hobbies taking that time away from your computer and away from your phone to Ideally, spend time with loved ones, but even if you're just doing something on your own, like get a plant. I recommend succulents. They're pretty easy to keep alive. Don't overwater them. Like, you know, get a cat so that you have someone to live for, you know, like it's going to be okay insofar as we band together and make it okay. There might not be anything you can do in your country of origin, whoever you are out there listening. Like, if you're an American like me, there might not be. a safe place within the country that you were born in for you to live a happy life you might feel like oh it's impossible for you to move all your shit halfway across the country but let me tell you it's a lot easier to acquire new furniture than it is to just sell your furniture (laughs) and move with less stuff across the country like you probably have some stuff that you don't need that you could sell in order to afford that move i would bet and you know if you invest in your friendships then you might even have someone waiting for you when you get to your destination, I have friends in Washington. So if I stay in Washington for like a year, in between on my way out to Canada, I have people who I know there who are gonna be willing to spend time with me and potentially help me and take care of me. You need to be yeah, investing think, in yourself and in your community.
1: I think so much we're told we're sort of told to like look at uh, the way that like our our access and stuff and our assets are sort of very material thing, but your friends will save your fucking ass. Like, even if people you haven't talked to for a while, you would be surprised how many people will be like, Yeah, you can crash on my couch. Or how many people are willing to, like, lend you some money if you're in a bad mood. I think we're sort of taught, like, growing up that this isn't, this is, like, uncouth and we shouldn't be, like, relying on other people and stuff. But, like, you know, you, are you have you ever had that moment where, like, you, you, you're, you're desperate and you ask, like, you have to borrow some money from your friend and that's completely, completely cool with it. And, like, they love you and they want you to be happy. And, like, that's what we're supposed to live like. We're, like, to take care of each other. And, like, it's not an option for everyone but like I guarantee you that there are there are people in your life who will help you out if you need to
0: even if it's a casual relationship like your neighbor like literally just introducing yourself to your neighbors could mean the difference between like you know someone hearing when you fall uh and helping you versus your body being found next month when your rent is not paid you know what I mean like even just something casual like hey I you know made some cookies and there were too many cookies and would you like some cookies my neighbor and and how is, has the weather been lately and what's your name is your Wi-Fi the one with the funny name you know like even a casual relationship could mean the difference between like life and death as dramatic as that sounds, but it's true. <laughs>
1: yeah and in the terms of like not giving up and stuff like that i'm fucking livid that it took me into like my late 20s to learn that i was trans and transition and shit like that mm-hmm. like if i had known i could live like being this much happier for so long i would have fucking done it and i'm guaranteed there are points in there are points in people's lives, and there will be a point for me after where i'll feel this way again is like it, even if you feel like giving up like there's still it doesn't mean that there's not something good waiting and stuff and there's like options for you and like I feel like that now. I've been off my identity presence for like a few months. I've been very close to giving up for a certain number of times. Luckily, I have my partner here with me. Um, but like, I know in my in my heart because because I've gone through therapy and because I've transitioned and I've experienced how different your life can be in certain situations. That like, when things get dark, it doesn't mean you're at, it doesn't mean you're at the end. Um, sometimes there's a, a lot of the time there's a way out, and a lot most of the time the way out is through. Other people and their opportunities and stuff like that, and you know, it's a lot easier during the pandemic to feel like that way because, like, you know, you're stuck alone and stuff. A lot of people are very isolated. Um, but you know, um, there, there there will be a there will be a brighter day. I'm sort of feel like self help advice now. I um, mean, if spite okay. if spite'll
0: do it for you, I've got a spite for you as well. Because the yeah. thing is that this machine wants to grind you into nothingness and. Like living well as a queer person, especially, but like living well as, um, a woman, as any person who under this system is like, they're trying to prevent you from living well, you know, it's a, it's a, it's like your way of punching back against it. Right. And, um, like showing that they cannot succeed sort of in crushing your spirit. I yeah. guess is my sort of way of going hey, about it as well.
1: I, I I only got a PhD out of spite like halfway through my PhD I was basically told what's the fucking point of you being here. And when I was finishing I was like, I'll fucking show you. <laughs> and now I've got a PhD. <laughs> it still works. I mean, you gotta find the drive somewhere. I think it's a lot easier. It's like I think people talk about it where sort of like. There's a sort of like happiness and sadness and stuff. But I think like the nothingness is what really gets you sometimes. It's like Mm -hmm. the feeling nothing and like there's no hope. Sadness is one thing that can drive you onwards. When you're feeling the nothingness, you have to find the substance again, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, And wherever that substance is, whether it's love, like do you love someone who you've never met before? Like, you know, you know them online and you haven't had the chance, you know, you hold out for that moment, like hold out for the love of your cat, hold out for hatred for mitch mcconnell are you gonna let fucking mitch mcconnell outlive you
1: i mean seriously yeah
0: no 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 you're not gonna kill yourself like that's not gonna happen (laughs) like we have things to do we have lives to live we have people to love and we have things to make and good food to enjoy and god damn it like no they're not gonna take it away from you
1: yeah even if you just want like the next five guys or whatever like true i mean that because it's gonna taste delicious like, if you, if you lie down and give up now, when are you going to get the next fucking... This is a horrible fucking <laughs> no.
0: You know, no. uh, people need different things for their motivation, and I'm willing to provide a range.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. We've got a little <laughs> buffet. Um, exactly. Yeah, no. No give up. Um, stuff is cool. Um, we believe in your bodily autonomy. Um, fuck everyone who tries to take it away from you. And that's it. Yeah. Um, should we start wrapping up? Um, I was about to say
0: I was about to say, going forward, I think that since we had had such a gap uh between recording sessions, which this is not how we intend to do this podcast going forward yeah um, uh, I think it'll be easier for us to focus on more individual topics, and I also in addition to feeling like it's a requirement to be well informed, I also feel that it's a requirement to balance that by shutting your brain off, so I do yeah. think that it's totally fine if In the future, we have a whole episode where we just talk about, like, various aspects of the technical aspects of surgery or whatever. I didn't know if that was...
1: Yeah, that was all I was getting at, but we can do it again. Yeah. And and give content warnings about how
0: gross it's going to be, you know...
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's going to be tons. I mean, we'll, we'll, maybe we can just do it. We'll just tease this. We'll start every every episode trying to say so we're going to do a surgery one and see if we can <laughs> actually make it to actually talking about surgery by the end. But no, this yeah. is a, the bodily autonomy one now. But, yeah, there was a big gap. Um, I was living in my parents' house so when we did the last one. Um, I just got my own place and started a new job again, and it's been really stressful. But we finally got internet that works. So don't try to use your parents' internet. Um, that's the lesson for you. If you want to make a successful podcast, do not rely on your parents' internet. They don't know what the internet's used for. They what are they going to do? Play Candy Crush? Yes, that's all they're going to do. Uh,
0: <laughs> so if we record anyway. more often, we'll have more opportunities to delve into. We just hadn't caught up in a while, and there was like a lot of fascism that happened in the last f- oh, one hundred percent.
1: In fact, I was going to play a little game with you. Um, like we're going to like, I was going to try and roleplay a role play the pandemic, and I think we'll save that for another time. Uh, <laughs> There's like so much ideas. to catch up upon. Exactly. Exactly. There's so much. There's so much. I mean, like, because we, we haven't we hadn't talked for like this long for like a long time and stuff like that. There's always more to talk about. And mm. I, don't, I don't know about you. I suspect with the same in this. Like, I just love to talk when I'm on it. Like, I just keep going. So. I mean,
0: my career right now is that I stream for four hour blocks of just well, exactly. talking.
1: <laughs> exactly. I might have to transfer into that. You know, this is what I'm thinking right now um info for everyone i'm going to be starting to do some streaming work with paleocast or a pale- paleontology um podcast i'll be doing some twitch stuff with them um basically um my job doesn't pay a whole lot and i would like more money and also i just enjoy doing media stuff and i miss having a creative outlet mm-hmm. so doing that uh, this podcast is back um more regular i promise um also, I've started doing YouTube videos. They're quite rough right now, but you can watch them. It's still this al- awkward voice, except that I've written a script and put some PowerPoint slides in front of it. So it can be pretty fun and also like pretty... But I, I think I'll get better at it. I think I'll get better. Professional also... video
0: essay content.
1: Well, exactly, exactly. You can get the video essay content, and then you can go watch someone who's more professional afterwards, and you can get like, can get, like mouthwash. Um, <laughs> but if you want to support that, or support this podcast, um, I've moved everything now to... This is, this is the whole rebrand shit. I've moved the whole everything to patreon.com slash Bridget Empire. It's a B-R-I-G-I-T-T-E-E-M-P-I-R-E. I've just rebranded. That's the name of the YouTube channel as well. Everything's going to be there. If you want to give money to help me post the podcast, if you want to help, like, just give me a tip. I'm quite poor. Or, like, if you like the YouTube videos, if you like the podcast, it's more likely because you're listening to it. Um, if you want to encourage me to do more stuff, if you just if you just think that I deserve a pound or anything, that's where you can pay me be careful and with I'll, that
0: be careful with that
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah well well <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna need that anyway um I'm moving stuff into like the media space I'm trying to do more more of that stuff so Um, You can check all that out, YouTube, Bridget Empire, uh, Patreon, Bridget Empire. Um, Still doing this podcast, it's still MKG. We're not changing the name of the podcast or anything. Um, We already did that last episode, so Mm -hmm. we're not doing that twice. Um, Yeah, Zeph, what about your details?
0: Uh, Yeah, um, I am findable on YouTube at the channel called Luxander, and I do live streams there on uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays as of right now. That is the stream schedule. I also post uh, videos just on the channel if you're not keen on the live stream thing. Uh, I've been doing this for... I've been posting videos and stuff for like seven years. So there's a backlog if you want to catch up on, on older stuff as well. But I Yeah, I'm so much more professional than anything
1: I'm putting out. So please check those out. <laughs> They're genuinely really good.
0: I mean, you can watch the the floundering progression as I go from like a very squeaky voiced, blue-haired SJW into now someone who just drops slurs during stream sometimes um anyway
1: <laughs> it's a transition from the from the um post gamergate period to the irony podcasting phase like we've all gone through
0: true exactly yeah 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 Yeah. so <laughs> i i'm an nb who who formerly was an sjw and so i still have a lot of those like political leanings but i just got tired of the um uh, the toxic culture of purityness. So if that's the kind of vibe that you're going for, come hang out. Uh, I'm also at patreon.com slash Luxander since this is my actual job. we got to talk at some point about like the intersection of like transness and disability and autism as it relates to being oh, forced out of the traditional labor market.
1: <laughs> Honestly, like so one, this is this is something that I probably shouldn't reveal just in case my boss listens to this. But fuck, I'm saying it. anyway, um, I really, really struggle with a traditional work day. And I always, always have. I Like, I'm really finding it really hard to go to bed at the right time, to get up at the right time, to concentrate at the right time, to so go to, like, 15 meetings a day. I just really struggle with that. And it's a lot easier for me to just do creative stuff in spurts. Like, I used to write books at, like, 3 a.m. Like, I can be productive. I'm just not on people's schedule. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's not a neurotypical thing. <laughs>
0: so- <laughs> ADHD uh, commonly has a delayed sleep phase where people tend to fall asleep naturally at 2 or 3 a.m. and then wake up at, like, 10 a.m.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, then that's that's me. And also, like, I... So I... If you remember, we talked about the NHS earlier and how it's been degraded. I got, a ref- I got the referral from my GP to try and get an ADHD diagnosis. But the waiting time is three years. So... Um, That'll be interesting. Um, go a little t- t- taste to the American system, maybe. I maybe I'll have to buy it. We'll see. If you want to pay for my, me to get an ADHD diagnosis, um, <laughs> you can go to my Patreon. Um, but seriously, watch the videos on the Luxander channel; they're really, really good. Um, really good. Appreciate it. There we go.
0: Well, speaking um, of ADHD, we should stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, there we go. Body autonomy, a podcast, um, magical knife gains, whatever it was. Goodbye bye With the night on your
0: side when it's <laughs>